From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, egg puns, Mexico, Brand Nubian, and God Guys. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good evening, good morning, good night, good day, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Long Shot Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the podcast, the effervescence that is Aww. Jamie Flan. Thank you. <laughs> That's one of the worst things you do, by the way, is go, aw, because it makes things very <clears throat> sad at the top of the show. No, also but- here, Amber <laughs> Kenny. Hello. It feels like we haven't done this in 10 and a half years. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time, especially because the last time we did it, I wasn't it was just here. Jamie and myself. Yeah. Classic which was, episode. Which was interesting. I need to listen to it. Do you talk shit on me? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> It was a both of our parting shots. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ever. Basically. Deservedly. Uh, not in so many words, but that was the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my exact words were Amber can go fuck herself. No. And Jamie's were she should take a long walk off a short pier. That doesn't sound like Jamie. <laughs> That's true. That's too specific. <laughs> uh, well, we are together. And... Uh, We've just suffered through the Thanksgiving holidays. How was it for everybody? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but am I oozing with gratitude? You're glowing. Okay. Why are you oozing with gratitude? I'm not. I just wanted to say oozing with gratitude because it's obnoxious. It's disgusting. <laughs> 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 well, I, I, will, I will tell you about my Thanksgiving. Cool. Um, yes. I flew home on the red eye Wednesday night and got up to my parents' house at seven o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Day, oh. I had not told anybody I was coming, so no one was awake yet. So I could not get into their house. So oh. I was in the backyard for half an hour. It was very cold. Uh, but then finally, at seven thirty, somebody came down into the kitchen and let me in, and that was fun. It was fun to surprise people yeah. for Thanksgiving. Nobody knew that Do I was coming. You have a place to stay and stuff. Um, it was because my mom does not like having guests that she didn't plan ahead for well there were already a bunch of people staying at the house Uh one of my brothers and his family were there along with their au pair holy tony 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 (laughs) and uh so i kicked the au pair out of her room and took took her room you know fuck that i was like get out of here you german (laughs) (laughs) Um, take a long walk off a short bridge but uh Pierce. So I, I ended up, <laughs> There's so many noises. Please turn your phone off, Alex. <laughs> um, but uh, what? Apparently, it wasn't Alex's phone. It was a mystery phone. This could come up again. This is a mystery. It was Jorge's phone. Oh, <gasps> the guy who Whoa. always tells everybody to turn their phones off. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> That's true. What a twist. Uh, but anyway, so I spent Thanksgiving with my family, which. Thanksgiving was awesome. It was really fun. It was the first time my whole family had been together in over three years because my brother was living overseas. Oh, wow. You know, just everybody had seen each other, but we hadn't all been together at the same time. So when you went to Ireland, that wasn't the whole, whole family? No, it was just two of my brothers and their families. I see. That's still a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It was still a lot of people, but it was no whole family. Right. Uh, But we did a couple things. We had a turkey trot. 
which is we all went out into the neighborhood and ran down the street and then back up the street. Oh my God. This is the cutest thing. And we stopped at, my father has a good friend who lives on the street. Not, he's not homeless. He lives on the same street as my parents do. And so we had the kids, all nine of the kids go up to their front door. They were having 25 people over for Thanksgiving. We had the kids go up to their front door and, and ring the doorbell. We all hid in the bushes and we had the kids go up and ring the doorbell and all at the same time say, we're here for Thanksgiving dinner. Can you please give us some food? <laughs> and Nine the person children. who answered the door was not one of the people who lived in the so house. They like, so um, they were like, um, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and they call is that this a thing? Ding dong Dutch. Um, because the meal's on them. Johnny Carson, folks, <laughs> making an early appearance on the show. I thought you were going to say they said trick or treat, but they basically did, but more Thanksgiving yeah. related. Um, and then in the afternoon, we had a talent show. Uh, is your family the cutest? No, it's because one of my brothers is a little psychotic. He actually listens to this show. <laughs> and uh, he like wants everybody to do things and be places. Yeah, yeah. So he, But, you know, more power to him. He got everybody to do it. And it was really fun. It was really funny. All the little kids got up and did stuff. Uh, I mean, I showed you guys the one of the two little kids. Gangnam style. Doing dancing to Gangnam style. Those are two <laughs> three-year-olds just jumping up and down. They're good. And then there was also one of my nephews, Kevin, who's seven years old, took it real seriously. Right. He was practicing his dance moves. Oh, my God. And my brother had a sound system set up. Not his father, his uncle. So Kevin's ready to go. He's like, cue up the music. Go ahead. And my brother's trying to get the music to work, and he can't get it right. And Kevin was, like, so Losing frustrated. <laughs> he was so what, was, mad. what was his dance to? Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was to uh, Get Low. <laughs> Look at that girl in the apple bottom jeans. That's like an old song for a seven-year-old. Yeah, I guess he heard it at the beach club this summer or something. <laughs> and it's, like, real dirty, too. You know, <laughs> like I was like, I hope my Boots parents don't know what's... Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was real funny. And then, uh, one of my nephews got up and he did, he did a roar. (laughs) Like that was his talent for the talent show. He's like, I'm going to roar. And he went, and then he was done. He walked (laughs) off. That's the winner. And then they were like, what? They were like, uh, who, who was it even? It was, um, it was Ryan. They were like, Ryan, what, what animal was that? And he was like, you decide. No, no, no. He goes, he goes. (laughs) That was a tiger. Like he didn't, hadn't thought about it. <laughs> he hadn't thought about it before that. And one of my other brothers, again, not his father, had been bragging about how Ryan knows, like really pays attention to animals and knows like if you're confronted by this animal, this is what you should do. Like uh-huh. make yourself into a ball, play dead, make yourself big, whatever. Right. So they go, they go, Ryan, what, what, what should you do to get away if you are confronted by a tiger in the jungle? And he just goes, run. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I was, I think, I think I might've been the only adult who participated. What, did, did you, you stand do stand up comedy? No, no, no. Did no. you sing something from Sound of Music? Did you watch the Sound of Music? No, I did not. I was thinking about, about the Carrie Underwood yeah. one. No, I refuse. Um, but I sang a song, a short song that's very silly, uh, which was, you know, it was just silly, but what was hilarious about it was I, I then went back to where I had been sitting all the way in the back of the crowd you know uh-huh. there, was, there was probably good audience 25 of us there so i went all the way to the back and sat down and i, and I turned and my niece my three-year-old niece who you just saw 
was just staring at me like this. She turned all the way around. She was staring at me very seriously, very like, and she just went like this. Oh, <laughs> thumbs, thumbs up. up from a three-year-old. She gave me the thumbs up, uh, which just dying really, happy. Like that's the best. Was so funny. Um, so that was my Thanksgiving. It was fun, and then so, I spent the rest of the, the weekend with my parents, which was a whole other story. Right. Um, I mean, they're well intentioned, but they don't get it. They never will, and I have not faced that fact. You know, they don't get what life. what I do, what my life is, what what I'm right. about, how things. When are you work. gonna go back to law school? No, I I, I just signed a deal when with. Uh, I just school? I just signed a deal with uh, a, a distributor for to to put out my sketches, my audio sketches. Oh, that's awesome! And it's like a a new service. That I don't even know the name of yet, but because it hasn't launched yet, but it's going to be like Pandora, but with sketch, sketch comedy oh, and stuff right. like that. And um, so I was trying to explain that to them and how that was a big deal. And right. I talked to both of them separately about it. My dad's response after I explained this whole thing, I was like, uh -huh. well, the way it works, he doesn't even really understand what Pandora is, but I'm like, well, you get to pick what you want to listen to, but then it right. pushes things to you as well that well, are similar. You're lucky if your parents understand what sketch comedy is. Right. I feel like I have to constantly re-describe it. I, I don't even know if he understands that, but it's like my stuff, basically, yeah. is what I was saying, is going to be on this service and we will push it to people who've never heard of me and maybe get me some people who have never heard of me to be interested in me. Right. And his first thing that he said was, so they're not paying you for this, are they? And I said, well, you know, there may be some money at some point. I may get royalties because there's going to be advertising. Right. It just depends. It's a long process. Right. It's and a brand new thing. It's not about that. So whatever. But anyway, that's where he was coming from. My mother, I go through the whole same song and dance uh -huh. to her. And she says to me, she looks me right in the face after I finish explaining all this. And she goes, are there any eggs in the fridge? <laughs> that sounds like my favorite. That was it. That was it. And yeah. so I didn't bring it up again. She didn't ask me to further explain. Right. She maybe. just could not be bothered right. to or even think maybe about she it. was pitching a sketch idea. <laughs> Always look on the bright side. How many eggs are in the fridge? <laughs> sketch. <laughs> are there eggs in the fridge? Yes. Blackout. <laughs> that could be the name of the service. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jamie. Yeah. What's going on with you? Well, um, what's going on? Uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Okay, thank you. It's a little late, but thank you. <clears throat> but um, my we had a Hanukkah party a couple nights after Thanksgiving night on Hanukkah. Well, yeah, Hanukkah's eight, eight days. days, and so this was like an eight third. crazy nights, an eight crazy nights. <laughs> and, We're so um, <laughs> But uh, the moment uh, that stood out to me was you know giving the presents to the kids, and I have two nephews. One's three, and one's five, or two and two and five. And uh, my uncle brought like a bag of Crown Royal. Uh, don't give that to the kids. No, don't. But you know the bag like that, like the royal, bag, the purple yeah. bag. It's got like a velvety thing. Exactly. And it was filled with just coins, probably like $10 worth of, of change. And he gave the kids a little, a little speech. He was like, you know, when I was growing up, my uncle used to um, give us money. And he told the story about, you know, 40 years ago. when that How many uncles are involved at this point? <laughs> He's, he's my like uncle. You're an uncle. He's your uncle. He's talking about his uncle. I asked three, then I have three, three uncles. It's an uncle party. Three generations of uncles. Um, but the kids are, you know, wrapped with attention. And, what uh, relation is he to them? <laughs> he would be their, he's my uncle, so he's their great uncle. I never understand how that works. Uh -huh. Is it like once removed or something? No, no, no. Great uncle's right. Yeah, it's my sister's, my, my mom's brother. 
<laughs> you don't even know. You didn't well, know this person, did it's you? It's the cousins no. that really. Fr- it was a guy that actually cousins, does live on the of, street. A lot of people have a hard time. <clears throat> I have a hard cousins. time. First cousins, first cousins once removed. Second, second cousins, cousins, second cousins once removed. Oh, the removed is twice weird. removed. Yeah, carry the one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, finally, he's he's like, all right, so here you go, and he. Well, what was the story? Wait, he gave a story about how his uncle gave him money. Yeah, I would just give him a bunch of money. That's not really a that's story. That's a just, story. A, just yeah. a statement. <laughs> it's kind of bragging. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it was like, you know, hey, my uncle used it to was give me snowing money. one day right. and there was and I, like, no traffic on the roads. Yeah. yeah, well, I guess it wasn't a story. It was more of a talking about the tradition. Once upon a Someday time, you will... my uncle gave me money. But now... you know what? I'm realizing now that this tradition skipped a generation. <laughs> you didn't get I never got a bag of money. <laughs> Well, how many uncles do you have? One. Well, I'm mean, yeah. Is he the a, only uncle? Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, maybe he was prepping them to be uncles. Are in you the sure the uncle who gave him money wasn't his great uncle? Because if it's great oh, uncle, maybe to, that's how it would have been is. my great grand nephew. I don't know. So what was the upshot? <laughs> so the upshot is, as soon as the the you know coins exited this bag onto the ground, I've never seen anything like it. My two, the three and five year old, two and five year old. <laughs> pounced on this money and but started like lost their mind lost their mind like yelling the word money money and they're no! <laughs> this happened at a hanukkah party it was interesting perpetuating Easy every negative stereotype i've ever seen it was the cutest <laughs> thing everyone was like if you sent this tape to uh hitler to hitler or uh <laughs> the middle east like they would like bomb uh, the rest i told of the you the now. jews are all about money it was the it was so surreal and weird and just they went on for like two minutes of just like, I've never seen anyone <laughs> they more were excited. saying money, money, like, money, money? Yes. No. The two-year-old more so, just like, money, money, money. What? <sighs> That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. That they've, I, yeah, it was crazy. I don't even know if they, he know what money was, <laughs> the, the younger one. Just that everybody wants it. Yes, it was shiny, but like, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, so that's my Hanukkah story. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of went out with a whimper. Did I thought? It, I mean, yeah. You you didn't you didn't stick the landing. Let's put it like that. Yeah, I, I would say if you compare that to a lot of other stories, there was it was better. There was a, <laughs> yeah, a part that. But what's interesting is that it was a story about someone who you thought had told a story who actually hadn't told. A story. <laughs> so that it runs in my family. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that explains something. And it was about two little Jewish kids at a Hanukkah party going crazy about money, which is uh, <laughs> not a stereotype we want to perpetuate. Um. But I mean, if it was candy, they would have gone crazy over it. Yeah, but at least it wouldn't. It, that would have right. been perpetuating a stereotype about diabetics about or something. About children. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't stick the landing, but, um, you know, it's a cute visual. Just uh, shake it off. Shake it off. Go for the next round. So that's my Hanukkah story. <laughs> How was your tugboat show? Or do you not want to talk about it? The tugboat show that we talked about in our episode. Tiki tugboat. Tiki yeah, tugboat. I was supposed to do that show oh, right. until I bailed to go C- home. Oh, so that was a new plan for you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had not planned to do that. Oh. Well, you missed a good show. I was scared because we rehearsed the show. Um, I hosted it with uh, my friend Tipper, and um, we got on Tipper stage. Tipper Gore? Not Tipper Gore, although it's the only other Tipper I've ever heard of. Um, Tipper is such an awesome name. Who is Tipper? Name. Uh, it's a girl. She works at the Improv. And um, she's funny. And uh, so, please, folks, tip her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to tip her. But uh, we were rehearsing because you know we, we there was a whole song and dance to it and. Uh, <laughs> You know, like we know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. 
<laughs> you know how Tiki Tugboat always has a whole song and dance to it? <laughs> Good point. There's a, you know, a big Tiki opening song because it's... Fucking, what was the song? Did um, you write it? We wrote it, yeah. Um, it was to a Martin Denny background track called The Enchanted Isle. Perfect Interesting for enough, you. It's totally perfect. But we were rehearsing it and, and based on our conversation, I've been holding myself... I realized that I hold every performer that hits that stage to a standard that I don't even hold myself to. Mm-hmm. That was kind of distilling down what we had talked about last episode. And so going into that show, I was like, I got to bring it because... This is Tiki Tugboat. This is the Tugboat. <laughs> you don't want to let down that. But when, as we're rehearsing it, as with every show, it's like, you know, 20 minutes before the show and we're trying to get the attention of the tech person and there's people coming in that aren't supposed to be there and we're trying to get all this stuff and other people are trying to do their tech. <clears throat> I, I just, it hits me like, I don't think this is going to go. I don't think... That's not the right attitude. But, you know, like, especially at, at the improv <clears throat> versus, you know, the, the attention span of the audience... You can have an audience that's on board from the get-go, or you can have an audience that came just to well, see Well, if they're at a Tiki Tugboat show, you want them to be on board, because otherwise they're <laughs> drowning. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point as well. But no, I've seen plenty of um, times when people how? fail on that stage, because you have an audience, they just want to hear joke, joke, joke. Well, that's what I was going to ask. How frequently do you think people are coming for specific shows or performers, and how often are people just there at a comedy show? It, it depends on the night. It depends on the show. Um, but especially on the weekend, it could difference. be it could be everyone's there you want, for one. You want the tugboat audience to know what that it's a tugboat. You audience. want them to be fans of tugboating. <laughs> yeah. But as we watched people walk in, we didn't know anybody, and we're like this is going to be. But that's exciting. I feel like getting people to a show is. I also feel like the teeth. whole point of being a performer is not to perform to the same people over and over. Right. No, you're right. It's to get the people you don't know to like you and like totally. what you do. But oh man, guess that what? sounds so pathetic. We, <laughs> no, it's true. That's how you make a career in comedy. It's just like to get people who don't know you to like you. <laughs> well, we I would say it's pathetic, but it's true. I know. We're all doing it. That's We're doing goal. it currently. Yeah. Well, it's to <sighs> connect with people. And some people are going to connect with it and others are not. But we committed and they were on board from the first song. And what I didn't do, which I've done the Van Jam shows, is we didn't go on stage in between the acts and just kind of hope, you know, to figure something out on the fly. We actually had bits, and some of them were like 30 seconds long or 10 seconds long. That's perfect for hosting. But it was, a, finally, I felt like I crossed the... Threshold? A threshold of, all right, I'd rather do that, but I don't want to put myself on a stage without knowing what the fuck I'm doing ever again. So in your Van Jam <laughs> shows, you would just be like, I hope we come up with something. <laughs> no, Let's the, get out there. No, so we actually wrote some bits, and those generally did pretty good. <laughs> um, but when we would go up and try to pull something, you know, sometimes I'll do my stupid crowd work and people laugh, and sometimes I do my stupid crowd work and people didn't know. laugh. And then you know, what you, was the percentage on that? Sixty forty. <laughs> not high enough. Not high enough for when you're hosting a show and putting your yeah. name on a show. Yeah. Um, so that was a good. It was a success. <clears throat> there will be more tugboats in the future. Good to know. Are they always tiki, or does the theme change? Actually, tiki is the constant. Oh, the, it might not be a tugboat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to Tiki Rowboat. I hope you folks are all on board, but don't take up too much room. But what was the tugboat tugging? <laughs> tiki. Um, we actually, I mean, when, originally when we wrote the show, it was like, we we're really going to play up the tugboat aspect. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> you know how the tugboat aspect where you have a song and a dance? <laughs> Well, the, the, the pretense is that when you get, go to the show and you walk in... You're stuck there because you're on a tugboat. 
No, well, yeah, well, I guess you're being dragged around on the tugboat. Yeah. But one of the ideas was that every new show, the tugboats can be, the tugboats dragging, uh, you know, a cruise ship one time. Because tugboats tug oh, other yeah, boats. yeah, yeah, That is the nature of a tugboat. Yes. It's in the name. But then we could have fun and we could be tug, tugging a skyscraper. Why not? <laughs> I mean, why no not? No tugboat has ever tugged a skyscraper. That's what makes this tugboat so enchanting and magical. Ugh. <laughs> but you said you were going to play up the tugboat. Oh, but and then, then you, it kind of sounds like you didn't. So how were you You scuttled the tugboat aspect. I mean, we played, I made a little intro video, welcome people to the tugboat, and some of the rules don't throw candy off the boat. It was a funnier joke. <laughs> that's to me. That's not a tugboat-related joke. It was actually um. Don't throw your candy. It's wrappers. not even a joke, really. It's just like a weird. It was candy wrappers, not the candy. If that makes oh, it. Oh, that makes way more sense. Just... Don't throw candy wrappers. Did you give out candy when people came in? <laughs> no, no, sir. Oh. Jamie. But it was. It was... <laughs> Jesus, Alex. <laughs> I like it because um, <clears throat> it's funny to picture the improv filled with people <laughs> throwing candy. <laughs> well, also, really, where are the sides of the boat? You know, like yeah. if I throw a piece of candy across the improv, I would think it's like to the I'm sides. still throwing it on board the boat. We're all right. on the tugboat. You'd so. have to throw it at the walls. <laughs> at the wall, right? Yeah. But then where does it go? Like we're that's, inside that's the. Why it's so we're inside the hold of the tugboat. Candy dripping down the wall. <clears throat> Next time, I think we're going to pass out you, candy. You didn't out. think this through, Jamie. It was just a show. We had a hula dancer came on and taught people how to do a hula dancing. The way people do on tugboats. One time. <laughs> and more, again, playing to the tiki aspect. You can aspect tug more so. a pinata uh -huh. and then give out candy, and you guys are the pinata. Oh. No. I, I was with you until you guys are the pinata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the We Are the Pinata episode, I think. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell me what your song was like. Um, you know, it was. I know what music is, Jamie. <laughs> well, it, I want to be a tiki princess. I want to be a little tiki boy. And then I talk about how I want to have a monkey as a pet. Um, is that a tiki thing or a tugboat thing? Or just a thing? It kind of has crossover. More of an is that a throwing a candy off it, a boat it thing? It meets in the middle of the Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you want to have a monkey as a pet. Mm -hmm. What else? You want to be a tiki boy? And then the next line for me was something about while she's doing something, I'm taking my monkey to the vet. Um, so you had a monkey. Yeah. You wanted one, then you had one in the next verse. <laughs> and it was sick. Yeah, the monkey thing became a, a recurring theme. Throughout the show, or just throughout the song, just throughout the whole thing. But there was a bit where I, I insinuate that a monkey had slathered copper tone over my backside. <laughs> How does one insinuate that? <laughs> I, <laughs> fair enough. I guess uh, I don't. You just have to say that straight out. It'd be tough. I think that was actually the Folks, the line. Guess what happened? I ran into a little. And he, <laughs> Oh my God, that guy just insinuated that a monkey slathered <laughs> copper tone on his backside. What an insinuation. Insinuation. Hey, I have a question yeah. and it's important. Yeah. And it's tugboat related. Great. Did you ever at all use the like, 
boom, boom, like the tugboat. No, boom. although I definitely downloaded a bunch of those sounds and then didn't for potential use that just didn't play out. Because I feel like that would really make me feel like I was in a tugboat. Well, at one point there was going to be in a anthropomorphic uh, tugboat, sure. or at the very least, <laughs> a tugboat that on. had a his own speaking, character. It was speaking tugboat. Yeah, that, a he would chime in every once in a while, like, "What about you, tugboat?" Who was going to play the tugboat? I don't know. Me. Are you Randy? <laughs> Are you volunt- I mean, for the- I'll be the tugboat. I don't think I wouldn't cast me as a tugboat, but it might be an interesting off-type casting. I would like to be the tugboat. You would be a good tugboat. You have a oh, good have a voice kid. for a tugboat. Jamie, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out exactly what my purpose of being here is. I am a tugboat by nature. I tug things, and yet I'm not tugging anything. Oh, shut up, Tuggy. We got a show to do. <laughs> oh, shut up. All you right. You guys have a show on. TBS already, I can see it. <laughs> the tugboat. Very funny. Uh, so the show went well. So the show went well. I was happy with it. Did the comedy, was the comedy tiki themed or tugboat themed or was it just people doing well, we stand up? We had the, the girl went up and taught people how to do a, a dance. Um, Harlan Williams showed up with, a, he, you know, he got the memo and came in a tiki related shirt. <laughs> what is tiki related shirt? What does that it mean? Was a, it was just kind of a, an a Hawaiian thing. shirt. It wasn't quite a Hawaiian shirt, but it definitely was of that pineapple of the flavored. I don't understand yeah. what that means. The Ron Lynch did great. So how would you bring people up? We'd be like, "We're on this tiki tugboat, and here is a friend of ours." Please welcome aboard Ron Lynch. Yeah, a we comedian? Were actually we we're gonna put lays on everyone <clears throat> as they got on the stage. That's cute, but, but then we ran out of lays. I like how you keep talking about all the stuff you were gonna do. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> well, no, I mean, at one point we were going to do this, but then that didn't happen. By the way, I mean, in the bar at the improv, you know, playing the Martin Denny Pandora station. Right. We went and got de- decorations, and so the whole place was all tiki'd Tug- out. Tugboat. With some Thanksgiving. It was the night before Thanksgiving, so there were some turkeys. There was a lot the- of shit going on there. Yeah. Because it was tiki related, it was tugboat related, and turkey. It was Thanksgiving related. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I think you have yeah. to make some decisions because. You can get a little overwhelmed when there's that many themes all at the same time. There was a guy that was sitting at the bar and he's like, they're doing a a tiki show on Thanksgiving. What's next? I can't remember what he said, but it was like, blank on fucking Christmas. What's next? A money show on Hanukkah? Oops. (laughs) What am I talking about? By the way, I just remember something else. What um, am I, an old time comedian sitting here at the bar at the improv (laughs) spouting one liners to myself for the most part? It was kind of like that. Eddie Pepitone doing a character. <laughs> Actually, I'll save it for later. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm done. Okay, Amber. Uh, I was... I haven't seen you in a while. I know. Well, could I tell you um, about my life? Sure. <laughs> Please do. I asked permission. I had strep throat... Oh, dear. ...the week before I went to Mexico. The kissing disease? Is that what it is? No. I didn't think so. No. I got it's a lot mono. as I was a kid. Mono, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> you could have it. I probably have it. Um, and then I went to Mexico. I went to San Felipe. Did you get antibiotics? I did. Mm-hmm. I had to. It was nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, in those two weeks, I wasn't... I went to work, I think, one day that week I was sick. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't doing anything for two solid weeks. Because wow. in Mexico, that's like... BMO. There's no electricity. There's no internet. There's. You're talking about when you go to Mexico, Correct. where you go, not Correct. Mexico in general. No, no, no. I don't want to make they have broad no, yeah, electricity. It's a they have. Country. They've gotten running water yeah, recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. When I go to San Felipe with my parents, 
they have a house in San Felipe. And you do nothing. It's all about just like playing with the dog, reading and playing with the dog and, and going drinking. for walks. Well, I was on antibiotics, so it wasn't even about drinking oh, for me. Mm. But but the point is, I feel like I am jumping around on the story, but it's okay. We're going to get all the information in. Um, I appreciate you reassuring us along the way. I'm talking to myself, <laughs> Sean. I'm talking to myself. Well, folks, the captain has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. We're going to hit a little turbulence. We'll let you know when it's We're gonna stick over, the landing. but we'll be fine. <laughs> um. So I basically just sat around mm-hmm. for two weeks. And when you sat around the house, okay. you really, you sat around I'm, the I'm house. I'm a little sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when she sits around the house, I sit around the improv. <laughs> hey, how about that one? <laughs> That's her new character. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking that at the end of these two weeks, I would have been Dying to be back in the hubbub of a city. The hustle bustle. The hustle bustle. Of the, the hoi polloi. The, the back in connection with people and partying and being young. and. What happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> being young. I don't know. I was so excited to be back amongst the people and partying and being young. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what I'm going to say Young is- and single and ready to mingle. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm everybody's weird aunt now. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, well, you know, your weird aunt has a weird aunt who also has a weird aunt. That's true. That's how it gets passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> money, 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 money. I I thought that was going to be the case is what I was saying. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I did not want to come back at all. I was loving being disconnected from everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not usually what happens to me. I, I don't know if I just finally was able to completely decompress, but I wanted to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd write in my journal. I'd go for a long walk with the dog. I'd do some yoga. I'd eat a light breakfast. I'd read. I'd take a nap. It was fucking heaven, Sean. And by then it was 10 o'clock and you've <laughs> done more in your life than Jamie does in two weeks. <laughs> it's well, true. I would wake up like when the sun rises yeah. and I'd go to bed when the sun set, basically. I was getting so much sleep. Sunrise, sunset. So you know how beautiful and delicious and gorgeous and luscious getting enough sleep is? No, you don't. You don't get enough sleep. No. I'm telling you. No, when I went home, when I went to my parents' house, my plan was to just sleep the whole time because I haven't slept. Right. In three months, because I've been working right. this job all the time. That's too long. And I got home, and I did one night. I slept. I literally went to bed at 8 o'clock at night and woke up at 9 o'clock the following morning. Yummy. It was amazing. Yeah. Yummy. Um, but and other than Yummy. that, I was awake all night every night. You know? But like, so I, yeah. I yeah was... Just being young and partying, you know, <laughs> mingling with people and being young. I, I just was so young. excited to be young, you know. <laughs> I got so young last weekend. <clears throat> Man, it is so fun to be young. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I had a complete culture shock when I came back, too. I like went to work, and there was emails. Why is no one wearing a sombrero? <laughs> For we have electricity here? No, but, but People are old. <laughs> How come there's not a mule no, on every Mexico, corner? Mexico, where my parents stay, people are old. How do you get down there? You drive. You drive down? Mm-hmm. Do you, do, do, do oh, I have so many fun stories. <laughs> I just remembered. Oh, I was going to say, do you still have the uh, the mechanical bull on the main drag? I don't, we don't go through Tijuana. 
No, in San Felipe. Not that I know of. Are there are there eggs in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> that's the okay. Oh, that's the other thing. It was just me and my parents for a whole week. No boyfriend. No boyfriend, <laughs> and no electricity or internet or anything. And so, it easily could have been a nightmare, but it was great. You had fun hanging out with your parents. Yeah, I mean we. Because <laughs> I had a nightmare hanging out with my yeah, parents. I yeah, we kept to ourselves a lot. Jesus. But can I tell some fun stories? Sure, go ahead. Um, Thanksgiving wasn't very traditional. Do we- they have the mechanical bull? Not that I know of. Okay. I laughed so hard that night. Ah, Amber, go on. <laughs> um, on Thanksgiving, we the day before Thanksgiving, my parents and I went clamming. Out Ugh, just that sounds disgusting. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just digging for clams. Oh well, then why don't you say it like clamming. that? <laughs> Explain what you're doing. I mean, clamming just sounds. Ugh. <laughs> we. Um, hey, you want to go clamming? <laughs> do you want to go digging for clams? Yes, I would certainly like to do that. I would enjoy digging for clams. Sorry, but clamming, I'm not no. High society, like you, Sean. So we went out digging. Hey, let's go clamming. <laughs> we went out digging for clams. After we go clamming, why don't we go crabbing and then gulling? <laughs> Gulling. Shooting seagulls. Ew. They're they're nasty animals. But do you eat them? No, you shoot them for sport. Oof. You mount their heads. Ugh. You mount their little tiny baby heads. At my beach house, we have a seagull <laughs> room. Just heads Thousands of, of seagulls. <laughs> that sounds like a terrifying place to be. <laughs> <laughs> so... We went out digging for clams, and we made a contest out of it. My dad won, but he also sort of determined the rules and was like, contest is over. I've got more than you. But anyway, he won. We got way too many clams. So on Thanksgiving Day, um, two of my parents' neighbors in Mexico came over. (laughs) We threw them in the air and (laughs) shot them with rifles. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) The people? I'm not going to eat all these. Let's fucking shoot them with rifles. Oh, the clams. Yeah. I thought you meant the people. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Two neighbors came over, <laughs> so and we, we threw, threw them, them in the air and shot them with rifles. Okay, I see. Like, the way you said that, the structure of that sentence made throw them in the air refer back to the neighbors, <laughs> You're right. not to the people from next door. So my dad made steamed clams as an appetizer, mm-hmm. and then... And then um, roasted clams for dinner, and then we had... <laughs> Frozen clams for dessert. And have you ever had a clam ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) Then we had fresh shrimp from San Felipe. They have the best shrimp. Uh um, In a shrimp scampi, a leash kind of hybrid. Not sure what that means. Um, Leash? A leash is a pasta dish with um, anchovies in it. It's good. Mm. Uh, It's just like, do you like Caesar salad? Then you like anchovies. Go shut up. (laughs) Sorry that I... Oh, I eat anchovies by themselves. Oh, me too. I remember growing what? up, people were like, anchovies on your pizza? That's disgusting. Then what happened? <laughs> it was like on like sitcoms. It'll be like, then I, then oh, I grew yeah. up and I wrote a mechanical bull. <laughs> I laughed so hard that night. Then I got a bag of money from my uncle. I have um, consumption. <laughs> Get so, antibiotics. Yeah, so we had uh, yeah this big shrimp scampi pasta, fresh made bread that our, the mm. neighbor brought over. And she also made apple cobbler. It wasn't a traditional Thanksgiving, but it was delicious. Mm-hmm. 
It was traditional in the sense that you were sharing food with friends and family. Uh And that is the tradition that matters. Mm -hmm. Although you should have had turkey. You, of course, wore a hat with a buckle on it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because. So um, on the way back from Mexico, we had a lot of great time. Uh, blah blah blah. You had, a lo- <laughs> you had a lot of great time. <laughs> I gotta go. I think I know. Wh- I think I know what you meant, but the way you said that sounded very odd. Translated from Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a T-shirt that would say, "Have a lot of great time." <laughs> With like a smiley yeah. face <laughs> and a, like a sneaker. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so we had lots of great times. Times. Now it makes sense. In, that one S makes such a huge Stanley difference. In Bay, and I could go into more detail, but who has the time? Well, give us one more. Well, give I'm us gonna, an example of a great time. I'm going to tell you a times. story about us coming back. Okay. So um, we drove all the way to the border. This is you and your parents. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, we're in their car or your car? Their car. Uh-huh. And it takes the morning to drive to the border. And then once you're at the border, we had to wait in line for two hours to cross. There, there's just a line of cars trying to cross into the... You couldn't find a coyote? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you find a coyote? <laughs> I'm going to throw you in the air and shoot you with a rifle. <laughs> okay, so you're waiting on line for two hours... Because you refuse to go through the process of hiring a coyote. (laughs) (laughs) And we're getting loopy because we're just like sitting in a hot car. and I'm familiar. And we have just spent a week together. It's not like we have anything to talk about. And we're eating snacks and we're not hungry. And there's like a dog. I love that dog. What Um, snacks are you eating? Just kidding. I don't care. I do though. No, I know. That's why I want to hear about it. Mm. Pretzels? Yeah. Almonds? Enough. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so. So you're getting loopy. So we're getting loopy. Uh, we finally make it to, and also P.S. And this maybe is obvious, but mm-hmm. getting into Mexico, easy breezy. Right. Getting into the United States, Much difficult, difficult, difficult. Right. <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah. Um. So we get all the way up to the guard guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is happening to my brain? The, custom. the, 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 the uniform-dressed man who asks for papers. You are watching me have like <laughs> neurological disorders. Uh-huh. Um, so the guard guy is there, <laughs> and he said, um, "Like he's just looking. You could tell he's just glancing. Like he's doing the bare minimum of what he needs to do. He wants to keep this line moving. Mm-hmm. And there's a cooler in the back seat because we brought food down." Mm-hmm. And he says... All cooler for food. Yeah. <laughs> not not like somebody from the movie The we Cooler. We don't want to make the poker game <laughs> right. a certain way. <laughs> you and I both know what we're talking about, even though nobody else does. It's funny. I think it's blackjack, by the way, not poker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is it cooler? Yes. My mom on the drive... This is a PPS, by the way. <laughs> P-P-P-P-P-S. My mom on the drive you was like... You said pee <laughs> I can't get through a sentence. Um, my mom was like, oh, you know that Canadian guy you were obsessed with? And I knew, I knew. Pierre Trudeau? 
I knew she was talking about Kevin Spacey. <laughs> He's not Canadian and I'm not obsessed with him. But I knew. Because she's talked about it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a, it's like funny mom speak. <clears throat> I think I'm becoming mom language right. is what I'm saying. So the guy goes, what's in the cooler? Mm-hmm. The guard guy. <laughs> what's in the cooler? And my dad, like, I could see him. He like goes blank. He doesn't know how to answer. He, I think he legitimately forgot. And he's like, the first thing that came out of his mouth was like, eggs and the guard was like are there eggs in the cooler (laughs) (laughs) Um, there were eggs Uh which is also so stupid going back like they cleaned out their refrigerator in mexico so that there wasn't anything in there rotting while they weren't there Mm -hmm. but they like gave most of the perishables to neighbors or we just consumed them in the car clams to break dig them up exactly so they would grow next year so your dad could cheat at the next competition (laughs) (laughs) um Hey, you want to go clamming? <laughs> ha! <laughs> and, uh, so, but for whatever reason, them it was like a weird cheapskate move. They put these eggs that we didn't use all up in the cooler. And you're go- not allowed to bring that in. No. Yeah. So the guy, you could see the he didn't want border patrol yeah, yeah. man he was like please don't say that oh yeah he, no you could see he was like ugh. okay well i'm gonna have to look in your cooler now mm. he literally threw up his hands like ugh. so he looks in the cooler and he's like okay uh well you guys have to go to like second checkpoint oh boy yeah and all of you us don't want to go to second checkpoint. no and all of us are like just throw away the eggs like we don't want the eggs we don't care about the eggs i was 14 when i first got to second checkpoint <laughs> Hey, what am I doing over here? Huh? <laughs> That's pretty young, Shawnee. Um, What's the second checkpoint? I think he's talking sexual things. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we all, I, is there a gas leak? <laughs> um, so we go to second checkpoint. there's a gas leak. It's coming out of my mouth and my ass at the same time. <laughs> and we were just sitting there, and my dad went on the most amazing tear of dad joke egg puns oh <laughs> let's see if we can guess them oh this Go is really it. excellent uh, <laughs> guess the yolks on the united states i guess they were just looking for something exciting hey 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 we're not the dirty dozen over uh, here I was about to mm-hmm. do that. Okay. stuff like that uh and so my shell be coming around the mountain when she comes <laughs> um, well that doesn't relate to anything but <laughs> i'm gonna let white this have to happen <laughs> i'm gonna let the uh, border patrol figure this out <laughs> i am really cracking up I feel like a Benedictine monk because they're, the way they're treating me is very uh, well. I don't. I just don't feel like I have a much of a voice in this situation. You read that on a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my parents were really upset. But here's the thing: we got off fine and mm-hmm. easy. It took a little while of waiting, maybe ten or fifteen minutes. They had to like run the eggs through some like toxic Radiation. yeah mm-hmm. thing. And then we were like, we don't want them. And they threw them away. And it was fine. We were out of there in maybe 20, 25 minutes. It was a bummer because we had already waited two hours. But while we were parked there, there was like a cage, like a link fence cage. And people were sitting in there. We were not asked to sit in the cage, which is good. But Mm. um, please don't sit in the cage. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get any ideas. Um, By the way, you know how you ha- you can avoid dealing with any of this stuff? Don't go to Mexico. Hire a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, yeah, I'll get the, your eggs over the border. The 
border patrol officers had like dogs that were searching the cars and we had a dog german shepherds yes mm-hmm. and uh they kept being like, is your dog going to attack our dog? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, no, it's fine. I just flashed to an image of an actual German shepherd walking around the border. <laughs> just going like, where are my sheep? <laughs> <laughs> um, These are eggs, not my sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I was like calming my parents down. They seemed pretty upset about the whole deal. And I think it just made me feel about my job. I'm like, you can't be mad at this guy. Mm-hmm. You said a key word. His boss is listening. You, he has to do X, Y, Z. If we don't find the eggs, the terrorists win. Well, none mm. of them wanted to do the steps. You could tell. like, mm-hmm. you, They're not being dicks. They, like, right. Yeah, it's it's a procedure. Right. And I think I have, I have a soft spot because I'm constantly yelled at by people at work for things that I didn't do. And it's not super fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Stuck the landing. <laughs> Glad that worked out. They are white and fluffy. Hard to miss. There's a whole flock of them. Where are my sheep? Uh, because of that, my parents were like, hide the snacks we were eating. Like, we don't even know what we're allowed to have right now. Right. Well, that's the that's the price you pay for vacationing in Mexico. It was awesome. I want to go back. Basis. I want to. I've never felt like that before. I want to live in a hut and be isolated from the world. All right, take it easy, nature girl. Okay, I'll join you, San Felipe. I mean, the mechanical bull. I don't know what you're talking. They about. They just on the main strip there. It's, it's a well, my a vacation house spot is for like Mexicans. fifty miles away from San Felipe. Oh, oh. you got to go check out the town. I've been. I feel like I've talked about this, but I got something called a burrata there once. Ugh. Let's get into it. It was kind of like a, a, a quesadilla. It was just the best <laughs> thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> it was kind of like a burrito slash quesadilla. And maybe it was just because it was 2 a.m. and I was drunk and it was a warm night. Did you go to Rockadiles? What's up? Did you go to Rockadiles? I don't think I was. You know, like- I had the impulse to say this is a good place to take a break like four minutes ago. <laughs> now it's a really good place. I was right. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a moment with more burrata. Rockadiles is like the nightclub there. There's like one, it's like a senior frogs type thing. Every time uh, I go to San Francisco with my parents, I'm like, let's go to Rockadiles. But we've no, never we ended been. up at some guy's it's house. A funny and then we're doing a dance around a, a bottle of Corona. <laughs> and some guy grabs my friend's, the I grab my friend's penis. Wait, what okay, let's go out on that. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. <laughs> this is Jamie Flam from the world-famous Hollywood Longshot Podcast, wishing you a happy holiday on behalf of the Longshot crew. Also wanted to tell you about an upcoming show that I will be participating in on Thursday, the 19th of December. The Spanglers, which is myself and Vanessa Raglan, will be hosting the 2013 Comedy Palace Toys for Tots charity show. And check out this lineup that we will be hosting Bob Odenkirk, John Daly, Todd Glass, Pete Holmes, Tim Heidecker, Rona and Beverly, and us. Uh, The doors open at 8.30. The show's from 9.30 to 11. It's at the Palace Restaurant in Los Files, 2112 Hillhurst Avenue, Los Angeles, California. Admission for this amazing show, only one unwrapped, unopened toy for donation. No toy weapons or food, but all other toys are welcome. So, um, fortunately, you're going to have to put away that, uh, <laughs> that toy, uh, halibut steak. <laughs> no toy halibut steaks are accepted. Or toy, uh, machetes. 
based on these uh, specifications. <laughs> All right. Have a, a blessed, blessed day and week and month. Yours truly, Jamie Flam and the Long Shot Podcast. We are back. You are listening to the Long Shot <clears throat> Should have done that before we started. Ooh, uh, it's organic. It is a podcast that you are listening to. Hopefully you already knew that. Now, today we wanted to talk a little bit about inspiration, mm-hmm. whatever that inspires. Before we do that, I want to hear about Jamie grabbing his friend's penis. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that that came up because that's definitely not what I said. <laughs> that is what you said. No, no something, no, no. Hap- something, something. We, were, gra- we met some people in town and they invited us back to their house for a party. And at one point, you know, a bunch of drunk, I'm like probably 22 or 23. Um, there's a Corona in the middle of the floor and a bunch of people dancing around it. <laughs> Just doing a traditional th- young. You guys were young. We were you being know, young. Yeah, we were you being young. You know? <laughs> no. And then I we went out. Carl to- Young. Went out to the beach and um, another guy that we didn't know. This is disconnected from the people dancing around the Corona. No, this is the Corona people. Oh, but but it has. Were like, they worshiping These are different aspects corona? of the story. Yeah, I guess at one point there was the, the, the bottle dance, and then there was just kind of hanging out on the beach, and then. Was there something special about that bottle? No, I think it was just again. Maybe somebody accidentally put it on the dance floor. I don't know, but it was fun to dance around it. It kind of <laughs> gave, gave it a focal point. Um, it was it gave it a tribal quality. Like a maypole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a maple. <laughs> you don't hear about much about maypoles anymore, you know? When I was the in topic for today, maples. In third grade was the day that I moved to my new house. And um we had a May Day festival. It was May first. And like Was this the same day that you listened to yourself <laughs> on tape? God bless your memory, yes. <laughs> no, no, yeah. This is lovely. God yeah. would bless my memory if that's God really existed. impressive. Praise be. Yeah, that must have been later in the day. But anyway, yeah, in elementary school, they would make you think that people fucking danced with maypoles all the time. But once you're out of elementary school, it doesn't happen anymore. No, I think it's either European. You got to keep kids busy when they're young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those teachers have a tremendous yeah. amount of time but on their hands. I feel like hands. there's things that happen in the real world. <clears throat> yeah, but we, do you really want your fourth graders to be learning about the situation in Syria? I or would, do you want them to be I dancing around the maypole? I think kids should come out of the education system more financially literate. <clears throat> I don't disagree with that. Everybody should be given a savings account yeah. when they're very young So fuck taught the value of bullshit. money. <laughs> all right. All right. It's a valid point. We're financially literate. So, Jamie, what happened? So, long story short, uh, some guy long. that we didn't know yeah. grabbed my friend's penis. And I think he was like, whoa there, time go. And then we left. I have so many questions, but I know we. So won't he was get a guy that you didn't know, nor did the people you knew know. I was with one friend. My, me and my friend were in San Felipe like, for the weekend. Like a clear, obvious. Did he try to ring him like a bell? Like I don't remember. Quasimodo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it was just a. Was it just like a friendly pat? I think it was a friendly pat. Like turned. I'm just checking to see that you have genitals. Oh, well, I think it was that. And I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't me. So. Was it t- sort of like a come on, like, hey, let's uh, you do me and I'll do you? I think it was definitely like, I'd love to touch your penis and hopefully it'll be. I like it. It's forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One that I've never heard. I'm going to start using it. You've never heard that? Oh, I get no, that all the time. Yeah. I'd love to touch your penis. Okay. Let's have a drink. 
<laughs> you get the as you like sassily drink yeah. your soda. <laughs> I'm so sassy. <laughs> I wish that was on film. That was insane. You're like, I'd love to t- touch your penis sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in character in that moment. Um Oh, you were the girl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh Okay, so inspiration. Uh-huh. Let's start today with Amber. Okay. Um, so my inspiration is... I mean, we all have multiple inspirations. Absolutely. Did we determine that we're, that was the topic? Jesus Christ, Jamie. We talked about it for half no, an I hour. No, I mean, was it... I don't know if our audience knows. Oh, yeah, yeah you said I it said earlier. It You're I... like, we're going to talk about inspirations, but first, like, why you grab your friend's penis. Folks, if you've been listening to the show... <laughs> What you should know by now is that we are about to talk about what we are about to talk about. <laughs> so here we go. So this seems like an unlikely inspiration. At least it did to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's very recent. Sometimes you think of inspirations. Something think, that happened for a long time. Well, yeah. And like childhood looking up uh-huh. at a hero. And, um, but I've been, I talk about it so much, but it's a huge part of my life and it's important to me. I've been taking a lot of dance classes. I thought you were going to say clamming. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going. <laughs> hey, let's go clamming. <laughs> it's a thing, Sean. You grew up by the beach, didn't you? Abalone. No. Um, in fact, when I was in Mexico, the only thing I missed from civilization is dance class. Oh, yeah. And you guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been taking a lot of dance classes, and my favorite dance teacher is this guy, Maurice. Oh, he's Maurice just, the dance teacher. Yeah, he's just like... <laughs> no relation to Maurice the pants man. <laughs> they might be brothers. Is he related to Maurice? If, if so, they have a shitty mom. <laughs> George Foreman. Maurice! No, not you, that Maurice. <laughs> Didn't George Foreman name all yeah. his kids George? Okay. Um, so he's like incredibly positive and like sassy and hilarious and he gives you like like he'll say things like okay this next time don't even think about the moves but i need you to w e r q u e work (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was work way (laughs) (laughs) and he's like if you can't manage that then you could just w E R K, but I need you to work one so way. So he has or trouble spelling. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's His a- name is Maurice, but it's spelled S T E W A R T. He's spending more time around the Maypole <laughs> and not enough time listening to letters being get through it. Get out through it. it to form words and a zinger. That was a flam zinger. <laughs> you just got burnt, Maurice. Um, but he's just he's just a joy. I giggle the whole time I'm in his class. Well, I know. Shocking. <laughs> um, but nobody else does. So it makes me look like a mental patient. But mm-hmm. he did this one class. It was my one of my favorite times I took a class with him. He said that the entire dance was inspired because he recently saw Sierra, the pop singer from like 10 years ago. And how beautiful she is. So like this entire dance was inspired by her and her hair and her legs. And like he went into it mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, by the way, it's not a Sierra song. And I almost peed my pants. I was laughing. <laughs> so much. nobody else. Was what laughing. kind of music does he play? Um, It's like, like, uh, Amber is bouncing right now. <laughs> and I don't know what that's supposed to communicate. I don't know. It has a rhythm to it. I take it. It's like it, it depends on the class, but mm-hmm. it's usually pretty, um, jazzy, funky, hip hop. Mm-hmm modern mm. just just 
painting with a very broad brush. There. I have no. I don't know what music is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never heard it before. Mm-hmm. But anyway, on a whim recently, I read his bio on the website, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a whim. Yeah. Um, huh. Oh. And uh, I was inspired by it. Mm-hmm. And I'll read it to you, and then I'll explain to you why it was inspiring. Okay. I was born. In our beautiful state capital of Sacramento, however, I spent most of my adolescence in Stockton, California, where I was able to take advantage of all the wonderful things that a suburb has to offer, like marching band, karate, and gospel choir. (laughs) I've always loved dance and movement, but I did not fully explore my love of dance until about two years ago when I discovered Sweaty Sundays! I was very scared at first because I was intimidated to be taking a dance class as a novice adult, but Ryan Heffington waved his magic wand and gave me a place to leave all my insecurities at the door, exclamation point. I love to work and create a free and exciting environment that includes a great level of cardio fun and maybe a few moves you can use in the club, exclamation point. <laughs> Letting go is the true key to happiness, and it is my goal to create that experience for everyone that walks through the door. Boom. Exclamation point. Okay. First of all, I need to point out <clears throat> to you that the punctuation <laughs> is meant to influence the way you read things, not to be read out loud. So you don't uh, have to say that. You just have to communicate it in I the know. way you say things. But I, I didn't want to be shouting. Question mark. I didn't want to be shouting. Uh-huh. Okay. So this was inspiring to me because... I feel like most of the other teachers were in like the Russian ballet or toured with Justin Timberlake as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And so um, the idea of being a dancer seemed like an a dance teacher seemed like this impossible thing for you, for me. Mm -hmm. And um, he not only just is new to dance and Mm -hmm. just like loved it and fully embraced it, but he also is, has my exact philosophy of just like, loving it and making it a safe place for other people to love it yeah well but realize there there also was some magic involved somebody waved their wand mm-hmm. at him wow way my alley what i'm saying is maurice might be waving a wand at me i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't know i i i've just am the happiest lately when i'm dancing and i feel like i need to figure out a way to monetize that possibly mm-hmm. um because are you saying you're going to become a stripper <laughs> yes <laughs> world's oldest stripper <laughs> um that's probably not true actually no it's not but i mean close. oldest new stripper i see i don't think so the way the economy is you know so many of you guys are just <laughs> No, 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 no. That was insane. The amount of uh, head wagging. Anyway, um, I would like to somehow have dance be a part of my life. And until you saw this, you were like, there's no way it ever could. Yeah. So that was inspiring to me. And again, like that he just wants to make other people have a good time. And mm-hmm. again, a lot of dance teachers I've had a lot my whole life are kind of about making you feel dumb and unworthy. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. He clearly hasn't gone through dance training. That's why he doesn't well, have that. Right. But he's about making everyone just so have a good time. So what's the purpose of dance class? Is it really an exercise thing? Um, for me? Or just in general? I don't, I can't speak for everyone. Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, often I'm like, I wonder what these dummies are doing here. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it is, oh God, it's like an exercise class plus, 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 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, because... 
Oh, Sean, you're going to be rolling your eyes right quick. Um, mm-hmm. I literally feel like it's like good for my soul. It kind of feels like, <sighs> I know. Well, um, I'm, no, I, I'm kidding. I, I totally get that. It feels sort of like church or something. Like I just feel better physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, creatively. It just, it's, it's a weird thing that I need. Do yeah. you go to Maurice every time? No. Well, I take a, a variety of classes. What struck me about his bio was um, the letting go part. Uh-huh. He experienced something that he wants you to experience. Yeah. And, and that's going to That's something that is really thing. calling me lately. And yeah. And you can create that for others. Mm-hmm. And if you can get paid for it, why not? All right. You can start a class tomorrow. I don't know. No. Why not? <laughs> Put on some uh, b- b- hip hop. Dancing shoes. <laughs> Dance. Not hip hop. Let's do some jazz funk hip hop modern <laughs> <laughs> swing <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> Um, Acid House. I fucking love it so much. And it's funny. I was talking to my parents about this. And my mom said that that has always been the case for me. She put me in dance classes when I was three years old just so I would socialize with other people my own age Mm -hmm. that didn't live in a weird hippie commune. Right. And um, I was the one who took it seriously. And when I was like maybe 10, my mom was like, oh, let's take her out of dance class. She needs to like have a break she's just a kid mm-hmm. and she's like she's like it was the worst thing you were instantly depressed you stopped doing homework like i'm a i need i'm like a perpetual motion uh-huh. thing so if i don't like one of those sculptures yeah anyway go on <laughs> um so if i don't have dance or really physical activity but dance is the easiest for me to keep doing because it doesn't feel like I'm working out. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a chore. It feels just fun. It feels lovely and it feels like an expression. And uh I also realize it's the one place that I oh man, don't cry ever, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Uh it's the one place that I try a hundred percent. Like I'm not at all like holding back and like worried about looking cool. Amber is crying by the way. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> is, is your brain totally free? Are you thinking thoughts? Totally That's free. why. And that's why you have to pay attention to the things that make you feel that way and do those all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> You're I, crying too. I'm crying too. <laughs> I, I experience similar feelings when I improvise. Yeah. yeah. Not all the time. No, yeah. And there's times that I find myself getting competitive with people and I'm like, ah, I hate that part. Right. And it depends, I think, I think that's exactly it. It depends on who I'm improvising with. I mean, right. I, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but... When I improvise with The Swarm, which is the group that I've been with for 15 years now, that is when I feel the most spiritually uplifted. Yeah. You know, ask had I have fun sometimes, sometimes I don't. You never know, it could go either way. Right. You know, but but generally speaking, improv is the place where I feel the most, yeah, I feel yeah. the most outside my head, you know, totally like don't think is the UCB yeah. philosophy and it really works for me. And right. you know, it's taken me it's a long to time think. to get to that yeah. point. You know, that's what I always tell people is like, you know, these kids come up to me in the bar at, uh, they're like, I've taken three improv the, 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 classes. Yeah, they're like, yeah, how long does it take to get good? And I'm like, eh, try 25 years. Yeah. You know, if you're still doing it in 25 years, then you're all set. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, um, what I'm saying is I'm quitting improv. Cool. Uh, you can teach dance with me. I would like to. <laughs> I don't even understand that. Ooh. <laughs> Alex goes, I'm taking that class. <laughs> okay, folks, everybody line up, and we're going to do a sachet. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Worst class ever. <laughs>
Uh, but I want to get technically better a little bit. And I see that's that's why I'm asking why you're doing it because, like, I don't even really understand how dance class works. Is it that uh-huh. he shows you something, then you do it? The as first a group? half is usually like like warm up, which is very 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 similar to just warming up, fucking working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hurts stretching but it's awesome. and and like push ups and sit ups and mm-hmm. um. stuff like that um and i i think this is why i sort of decided i couldn't be a dancer earlier i don't necessarily have a great body for a dancer and i'm not talking about being fat i'm talking about um i don't i'm not naturally flexible my turnout isn't amazing i don't have great feet um but how are you on point i I've only done it a little bit, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I had scoliosis as a fucking kid. Like, it's amazing that I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, those are things that are, like, doable to go past. And I'm not looking to be in the Russian ballet. Um, and I think my strength in dance is that is that letting go thing. Like, I, I really... Get into it. Yeah. So once we're learning a routine, I'm also, because I'm taking more classes, it's crazy. I pick up routines pretty fast now. Like Mm -hmm. that muscle's getting stronger and that way you could stop thinking about it and just like make it look good and Mm -hmm. have fun with it. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, I don't think I'm super far off, but I, I don't want to teach if I don't feel confident in my like skill set. Yeah. It took me a long time to get comfortable teaching improv mm-hmm. um you know i i taught short form very soon after i joined the the chicago city limits short form group i had never taken a class in right it, you know so that was a little weird but then when i was doing long form it was a much more sophisticated art form i felt and i it took me a long time to go okay i can teach people how to do this you right know? um so i get where you're coming from how many episodes now have I not cried? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's sweet that you feel that strongly about it. Uh, you know? Marshmallow. Um, and are there guys in these classes? Mm-hmm. But mostly women. Yeah. That's so I should take some of these classes. I just took yeah. a class called Pop Physique. Oh, yeah. Over here? Right here? There, I think there's a few. Though. I went to one on Beverly. and um, I've always wanted to. I have third. a Pop Physique workout video. It was it's all tough. women. Yeah. And they're they were all hot all as shit. Six foot tall yeah. and, or to higher. <laughs> six foot tall or higher? <laughs> Why are they so tall? <laughs> are I they training a, an army of Amazons so over I'm there? So I'm not allowed to go? No. Well, I was there. I was like in this, <laughs> the corner with my basketball shorts. And they're all like wearing like tights and... And I, I could not like put my leg up on that bar and, but I felt. What made you so take good. that class? My friend dragged me. Tipper? No, someone else. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I tell you one more thing? Way that Maurice inspires me. Yeah. Um, he dresses really, really stupid, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I'm trying to dress. What does that more mean? Stupid. He dresses stupid. Like um, one day at class, he came wearing a wetsuit with a Hakuna Matata T-shirt over it. <laughs> That's pretty stupid. <laughs> He was trying to lose weight. (laughs) No, it was what like short wetsuit. Oh, it was in the summer. It it was appropriate. (laughs) But what I mean is like there's like a a wetsuit is never appropriate unless you're (laughs) in the ocean. But there was there's just something about how like silly he is in Mm -hmm. that kind of shit, and I feel like I used to be. And I'm I anyway. Point is, 
yesterday I bought I I'm everyone's weird aunt. I just realized that. Yesterday I bought some fun leggings. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Wait. Amber, I have an idea. I have an idea for your class. Wonderful. That's really that's really wonderful. You just you just on a whim, you just said, I'm gonna get some fun leggings. There's a place called World it's of like Leggings on Earth. I know. It's a it's a There's bigger a place called what? World of Leggings. It's, it's a, a big bigger world. deal to me symbolically mm-hmm. because I'm like spending money on these things that make me happy where even just a couple years ago, I'd be like, that's not sensible. Right. A couple years ago, you were an old white guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Okay. Because I was picturing Maurice wearing like a 16th century like pirate's shirt kind of thing. Someday he probably will. But this idea of having a dance class, and I would go in two seconds, but the, you, they give you really small clothes that it's a little bit too small for you, and then you do all the dancing, and it's just ripping, like the Hulk, the whole class. Wait, then everyone's naked? Uh, maybe you wear something underneath. I don't know. I didn't, haven't thought that far ahead. I but here's the thing. Guys want to feel like the Hulk. Girls want to feel itty-bitty and petite. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Well, maybe I like, want to feel itty-bitty and petite. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Maurice is wearing a turban in his photo by his bio let's see yeah folks let's take a look at that <laughs> let's stop the show to look take a look at a smile. picture of maurice pure joy. oh god i want to hang out with him yeah <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um all right well <clears throat> that was great that I was hope very he hears inspiring this and thinks i'm the creepiest person alive yeah, yeah. now <laughs> no i want to come and take a dance class you over should there. Let's it's all it. levels. That's what's great about the studio is that there's like no judgment. There are people who are fucking great, mm-hmm. but there's people that clearly have never danced before. And it's- I don't know why you're saying this because I, you don't know how good of a dancer I am. You're trying to make me feel comfortable oh, about coming saying- as a bad dancer. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying to you is you better check yourself <laughs> before you riggedy wreck yourself. Oh, because I got, now? I got some, I got some moves, baby. <laughs> Maurice, cue up the DOS effects because this is going down. Don't cry, Sean. Don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs) I can't believe I just said that. I I was. I told myself I wasn't going to cry. I just was. I I think that so proud of myself for buying fun leggings. I think everyone in this room needs to go to one of those classes. Okay, can we record from there? Yeah. Yeah. Sweaty Sundays is really, really crowded, but that's probably the most accessible. So let's do it. You guys will see lots of hot chicks like stretching in weird ways. I love it. You know, I love it already. Boner city over here. <laughs> Take it Tell easy. me about it. <laughs> Speaking of clothes <laughs> breaking. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Jesus, Jamie. I'll wear my fun leggings. Uh, all right. Well. <laughs> Wait. What? What's your inspiration? Wait, what's Jamie's inspiration? No, well, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I thought I'm you were just moving on. on. No. <laughs> well, really the show's out. over. <laughs> I guess you don't just get to talk. Other yeah, people get I to know. talk, too. I really wanted them to. So when I was home over Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, my hometown is celebrating its 325th anniversary of township. Being a thing. Yeah. So they're doing all sorts of events all year for this, for this anniversary. And they had, they had basically a talent show of It was like mirroring artists Thanksgiving. from what town, what, the town. Jamestown? No, New, New Rochelle. <laughs> Well, it's it's like, been this around is the 1600s. Time. Yeah, it's been I around a long time. Math, folks. Um, We're California kids. We're like, that was around in the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> this town was settled by French Huguenots in the 
late 17th century who were escaping what are hu- as everybody was Huguenots? religious persecution. Is that a th- what is Huguenots? Um, I don't really know because I didn't go to high school there. No, but I mean, like, is it an ethnicity or a religion? No, no, it's a religion, okay. I think, a religious sect. It um, sounds delicious. Yes. Can, can I get two Huguenots? <laughs> and then I'm going to go clamming. So anyway, I went to this thing because my friend who I actually, I think you guys were both here when I talked about those three, three people who had died, one of them was his father. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were so here. my friend Derek. We're, we're, we're the only ones on the podcast right. anymore. Can <laughs> <laughs> I talk about that with you guys? Yeah. Um, so my friend who I have known since kindergarten, since I was five years old, and he's an incredibly talented uh, musician and composer, Ugh. like nationally known, renowned. He right now is running a program at Carnegie Hall for young composers. He's Whoa. played Carnegie Hall. Like, he's, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You, you be good. Be my friend <laughs> be from <great>. kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he was playing in it. So I, I figured I'd go. Fuck yeah! Sorry. And there was a like a you know, reception afterwards with all the performers. Wine. Which was 60 bucks. The regular tickets were 20 bucks. I paid 60. Oh, I thought we're talking 80 now. No, no, no. no. I'm good at math. That's not a big Uh, deal. So anyway, I said, can I have a ticket to the reception? And they were like, yeah, it's 60 bucks. I was like, no problem. I I work on the Long Shot podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're just raking it in. I'm flush, as they say. (laughs) But anyway, so I, I went to this show didn't know what to expect. It was at the high school auditorium, Nershell High School Auditorium. And it was, I would say, oh, and let me say who else was on the bill. E.L. Doctorow, who wrote Ragtime Ragtime and the Book of Daniel and lots of other books, who actually no longer even lives in Nershell, but he was on the bill. Um, Some lady who did not grow up in Nershell, but is an Alvin Ailey dancer was on the bill. I mean, uh, and then Derek was on and then a guy playing the piano and then the big headliners for the show were brand Nubian. And I was very excited about seeing brand Nubian. Yeah. Wait, Sadat X? Yeah. Co? Yeah. Those guys all grand oh, I saw my you town. Instagram about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I took photos of all of <laughs> them, uh, as Instagram works. Uh, but so anyway, I was very excited to see Brand Newbie, and I love that album when it came out, which was 1992. I did not realize at that time that these guys were from my hometown. And years oh, later, shit. in one of the um, in one of the songs, I they were referencing of, Huguenots. <laughs> no, but they referenced Lincoln Park, which is where I used to play Little League when I was a kid. Um, They're from there, Brand Nubian. Yeah, they're very militant, and sometimes. So yeah, <laughs> that's how my town was militant. Um, but anyway. The, the auditorium was about a quarter full and of mostly old white people. Right. Not their. No, <clears throat> not their demo. Um, and I just was like in my head, I was going, I bet those guys are backstage and they're just like, what the uh, fuck yeah. are we doing? My friend Derek actually, cause I didn't think I was going to see him until I went to the reception, but there was actually an intermission about an hour and 45 minutes into the show. This is a long show. Yeah. It ended up being a three-hour show. Well, so you got your $60 An worth. hour and 45 minutes in, Derek came out, and I was talking to him, and then we went we went and sat together, and he was like, he's like, for those guys, this must be like that moment in Spinal Tap where it was like, you know, They're magic puppets mountain. and Spinal right, Tap. Right. And he's like, I told him to put Spinal Tap in puppets, you know? <laughs> and so I, I was like, um, I, I just was... 
I knew where my head would be at if I was if I was there. Fuck I'd be like, what this. the fuck am I doing yeah. here? This is bullshit. Why did they they weren't getting paid for it, you know, it was just out of the kindness of their hearts. And so the second half of the show started, and the only things that were going to happen in the second half were a chef was going to do a cooking demonstration. <laughs> yes. I love this show, by the way. It and, like yeah, yeah, it's something you would put together. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. So a chef was going to do a cooking demonstration, and then Brand Nubian was going to perform. <laughs> and they had a so whole, surreal. They had a whole list in the program of all the songs, and they were going to do like 12 songs. Right. And... It's also weird to have a program just like for rap songs. songs. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Sadat X, his original name was Derek X. Which is why, no, his original name was Derek Murphy. Oh, right. Which is why (laughs) my friend Derek knew him because he went to our our grammar school as well. He was like a year or two behind us and Derek knew him because he was the only other Derek in the school. I didn't even remember who he was. And he was like, he was like, yeah, he went to Webster with us. But anyway... So this guy takes 20 minutes to show how to cook waffles. (laughs) (laughs) And what was also great about it and very surreal. Imagine, imagine Jamie hosting this show. Uh That's what the host was like. Wait, wait, (laughs) which version of me? The the shitty version, like the, the sort of like trying to be funny, but not being funny kind of guy. That's golden version. Yeah, but, but in his case, it wasn't because he thought that was funny. Like, I feel like when you do, okay, I have a unfunny that this is trying to be, be so funny. You're doing letters. it as funny. <laughs> I'm making. I'm usually making. That's what I mean. Fun of it, yeah. You're like making fun of the idea that this person thinks they're funny, right? But this guy was actually that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unfunny. Yeah, yeah, and he was trying to be funny. Then he like got into a weird uh, argument with the chef or something. And so he was like talking to him while the guy was cooking the thing. And it was very awkward. He also like when he brought out Brand Nubian, he was like, okay, uh, these guys are from New Rochelle and um, Sadat X. And, you know, I forget the other guys. Grand uh, Grand Pooba. And he's like, and he stops in the middle of it. He goes, I got to say, one of the things I love about these people is the names, you know, It was so, and I don't think he meant it racially. He just meant like hip hop stuff, but but it sounded like he was going like black people, right folks? Oh my God. (laughs) So they came out and they were fucking awesome. Like they Uh, really put their hearts into it and they committed a hundred percent and they were happy to be there and they had worked on their shit and it was yeah. tight. Their, you know, their rhymes were so tight. On the audience or the venue. It was awesome. Like they were so good and that. they cut their set way short, which I totally understand, but they did like four or five songs and you forget how many huge hip hop hits those guys had back in the early nineties. And so I just thought that was so cool because they were not, cynical or bitter or you know and at the end they started name checking all these places that had been in their shell when we were younger they're like anybody remember yellow submarine and derek and i were the only (laughs) ones who were like yeah (laughs) like sitting by ourselves all the way in the back you know uh anybody remember um what else was there the subway like all this Oh no, the shuttle. There was a place called no no no. no. It wasn't subway. It was the shuttle. It was like a it was like a 
it was like a nightclub for young people, for, oh, for yeah. people under 21, you know? Those are nightmares. And uh, and we were like, yeah! And all the old white people were like, what are they talking about? <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was so cool. That and, is and then on top of that, they went to the reception afterwards and were just hanging out at the reception. And I heard one of them talking to somebody. And she was like, it's so nice of you to do this. This is such a wonderful thing for you to do. And whichever one of them it was, it was not Grand Pooba. It was one of the other guys. And he was like, yeah, we just love Nourishelle. We love our hometown. And we, you know, we really wanted to come out and support it. Such a cool story. Um, So the the one thing I regret is I could have just... No, no, I could have grabbed his penis and <laughs> tried to ring him like a bell. I could have done a Quasimodo on him. The bells, the bells. Um, no, I wish I had taken a picture with them. Oh, oh yeah, you know, uh, and I'm sure they would have been fine with it. They would have been happy to do it. And I and I just maybe was you guys too will share a bill someday. Um, with new well, Rochelle. Derek, my friend, exchanged numbers with one of the guys, and he was like, "Let's do something together." So that's rad. We'll see what happens. Uh, so that's my that was my inspiring story. Just that they were, they were so cool about right. it, you know, and militant or not, they were awesome. Well, and and not above the venue, and they were good too. They were good. That's cool. That's. I wonder. We got to get them on the show. They also had a. It wasn't <laughs> the best sound system. One of the mics was kind of shitty, and they were like passing the mics back and forth depending on who had the lead vocals uh, in the song or where so they were cool. in the song. Was there was more really, than I can only think of two of them rapping? Was there three like, of them. Three of them did. Yeah, that's how many there were. Three of them, and then there was one DJ. I forget the DJ's name, but he's amazing. Jazzy Jeff. Uh, all right, Jamie. Inspiration. I um, you know, this is my favorite thing to talk about, and in fact, <laughs> my favorite part of my job, and you know, I've been doing comedy for twelve years in various capacities, but I finally. Having some of them even as a comedian. Some of them as a comedian. But my favorite part of the job currently is, you know, walking around the streets of Melrose with young comics. Melrose is one street, by the way. The streets around Fairfax Village, um, which I think the neighborhood is called. Um, but with young comics, sometimes I'm, I'm uh, walking around the streets with older comics when I'm the one inspiree. Sometimes what the, the hell's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they all have various ages. But I've talked about it, I mean, countless times on the show. I, I mean, my, I want what I do forever to be an inspiration. I want to, mm-hmm. whatever I, I'm doing, whether it's putting on a show or um, Immaculatize, obviously that whole thing um, was based in trying to inspire people. Um, but I want to keep growing and evolving as someone that that's the main thing I do. Um, but I, but walking around the streets. <laughs> I guess young comics. <laughs> or being, or did, forget the streets thing. No matter what, like when I'm talking to young con- comics, especially ones... Um, in their I mid- pictured you in like a big robe, like a <laughs> pipe. I don't know. Just like giving wisdom to young But comics. I love giving wisdom or at least kind of trying to like, you know, I w- talk a lot about four years ago when I first met you guys and the ups and downs of, of trying to make it and the pitfalls and things I've experienced and trying to impart some sort of wisdom um, to people in that world. And obviously I'm still have much to learn. Um, but I like to, you know, Impart what are you I can. saying that you are an inspiration? Is that I, I, I say? I, what are you saying? That I love inspiration. Okay, but there, there, uh, I don't know. You you love inspiration? <laughs> I do. I love I love the feeling yeah. of being, being inspired. inspired. I love 
when I talk to a young comic now and, and seeing something spark in them, that, that to me is really rewarding and awesome. You, so you are saying you are an inspiration to young I comics. See, I, I say some things or impart things that I've learned along the way. Give me an example. Um, well, just Jamie, I am a young comic. Yeah. <laughs> we are I'm doing comedy <laughs> for a very short time now. <laughs> I have aspirations of being a good comic, but I don't know if I... I think I'm pretty good. You are older. <laughs> you have witnessed the ups and downs of the world. Mm-hmm. We are at the corner of <laughs> Ogden and Melrose, <laughs> right by the coffee show. shop there. Sure, sure. And uh, across the street, we're across the street from the bike shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. T- oh, open up to me. Tell Sorry, me I was, I was just about... walking by a green. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that lady? Why was she crying? <laughs> Tell me something. Give me something. Impart to me the valuable lessons you've learned. The number one thing I would tell you, young comic, mm. is that... Mark, by the way. Mark. I've you. told you that many times. Sorry, Mark. Um, he meets a lot of comics. Mm. I am surrounded by young comics. Yes, Godfather. I, I would say that your comedy is about uh, connection, not validation. Um, and there's a very important distinction there. Mm. As a comic, if you're going up there because you want the crowd to like you, mm. um, then you're destined to be miserable or at least be only as happy as your last set went because you're doing it because you want people to like you. And you're like, hey, I'm funny. Listen to me. You could have some success doing this. A lot of great comics are miserable, though, even though they have the money because they just do it so the world will love them. Whereas when you're doing it to connect with people, you can more objectively look at your what happened in your last set, <sighs> you good or bad. Mark, just took you just his own life. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good advice. Yeah, I think I, that's I, the I, only advice. I, I say that from my experience. When I did stand-up, um, I was doing it Oof. for people to like me. Sean. Which, you know, I, I mean, whatever. Do you I, have it on tape? I have plenty of stand-up on tape. I'd like to see some sometime. We're all, but like we were talking about that earlier. We're all doing it on some level. To but I think it needs to be like 10%. You. Obviously, we all have something in us that wants people to give us attention and want people to like us. Who doesn't want you to like them? But I can look at a lot of the great comics and you can tell that it's not all about that. There has to be something deeper about it. And if you have a bad set, you, you're not asking yourself, why, does, why did they not like me? Or why does the world not like me? You can ask yourself, why did, why did I connect? not connect? Yeah. Mm. And then you can look at your set and like, well, sometimes, you know, there's a shitty audience. And it's a more actionable goal. Yeah. But tonight I didn't connect because I didn't do this and I can I listen to my set and I could have done this better. I missed, by the way. Oh, I just tried to shoot mark? myself in the head oh. and I missed. So what's the second most just important like the thing? Single. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, but you said that was the most important thing. The second and I'm most saying important what's thing? the second most important thing? Yeah, just have thing. fun out Floss. there, you know? <laughs> have fun out there? Be patient and do it for the... I mean, I can think of a million things, but um, but that's the, the number one thing I talk about. Uh. And I tell a lot of young comics, too, to remember that maybe it's, you're a humorist, not just a comic, and that opens up the world of things that you can put out there. Wait, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Like Mark Twain? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, like, you know, like if, if your goal is Mark to connect, Twain. you know, and, and hopefully if you're pursuing comedy because you're funny to some degree, that, uh, you know, there's other outlets for what you do, whether that's writing or producing or comedy dance teams comedy dance teams whatever it is uh, blogging blogging sure tweeting tweeting all these things Grinding. writing funny fortunes for fortune cookies yes greeting cards why whittling. not whittling what whittling 
No. You could whittle funny. No. Disagree. Yes, you can. No. I, I'll show you some funny whittling. Please. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm going to head back to the improv. Oh, this is still Mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mark, wait, you're very opinionated <laughs> yeah. for a young guy. You know, I'm young, so I know a lot of things. Well, listen, Mark, I have one more piece of advice. <laughs> yes. Do you Is love that young you have to uh, city? you have to grab your, your own career by by your own hands. <laughs> <laughs> grab my own career by my own hands? Don't rely on other people right. to make and a break your career. You. Yeah. Mm. Um, you can't wait around for others. You, if, if you find that you're not getting the work, you're not getting booked, you got to go get it yourself. Whether that means making your own show, creating your own podcast, whatever it is, um, always be busy. Don't rely on others and be resentful when other people aren't giving you. Will you have me on your podcast? I hear you have a podcast. No, um, I got I got to talk to Sean. He's kind of a bit of a. <laughs> that guy is one of my heroes. He's an inspiration to me. Well, let me talk to Sean. <laughs> I definitely have used that excuse before. I. Use oh, about time. about this show? Yeah. I use it all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't do anything. I just show up. I don't book anyone or anything. <laughs> I'm such do you a have show. a lot of people asking you to do the show? A couple. Yeah. Interesting. Or uh, the, or they do it like so <clears throat> so um passive aggressively. Yeah, so hidden so that we both could dance around it. Where they're like, oh, like how do people get on? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. This so we could <laughs> both be stupid. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Am I being... I really have to... I, my, my spot is in four minutes. Mark, okay, Mark, I just want to recommend one book. Yeah. This book was recommended to me by... Um, is it Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? You know, I can't get through that book. Is it... <laughs> it's I not the Bible, is it? No. Well, actually, I actually have two books, but one is of it, them... Is it a book about <laughs> have you read a young Hunger woman <laughs> having her first period? Oh, um, my mom wrote that book. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret. That's also a good one. No, um, this book was recommended to me by a, an improviser that you might know named Dave Rozowski. Uh-huh. He suggested I read this book seven or eight years ago, and it was very defining for me. It's called uh, Buddhism Plain and Simple. And it's a very, oh um, as the title would suggest. Here well, we go with the bullshit. Weren't you an Eastern like religions major? I was. But this book broke it down in a way that I finally understood. And it goes, it's no different than everything you guys have been talking about, too. It's don't think. I get the UCB philosophy more than I ever did before. It's like you find inspiration. You're connected to the world when you're not thinking about things. When you're in those improv scenes and you're connecting to everyone, it's like the universe is making it happen. It's awesome. And you're dancing. Not in your head. And that's why we drink and all these things, too, because it makes you not think. So anyway, get that book. Then this last recommendation. So you drinking again, James? <laughs> Any. I just thought I'd pop in for the drinking pot. <laughs> That's, I'll save that for uh, party, party shots. shots. But the last No um, pun intended. <laughs> Eggs. Ooh. <laughs> By the way, if you do have a little uh, whiskey disky. <laughs> What's whiskey disky? <laughs> I don't know. That's whiskey. Don't worry, it's easy peasy. <laughs> All right, the final book recommendation is Lynchpin by Seth Godin. Have I talked about this on the show before? I think you oh. mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, it's But familiar, that book, but I, don't I keep revisiting it. But um, Seth Godin's a marketing guy more than anything. But um, this book is about art and being a linchpin. It's the book that I read when I was working at the lab at the improv. And I wasn't getting paid anything. I wasn't getting, you know, they weren't treating me the way I wanted to be treated. But this book said, in spite of that, put your best foot forward. Do the best you can. Be indispensable, yes. right? Be indispensable. Be a linchpin. Be a linchpin. And um, but the, the the definition of art in that book is 
art is a gift that you give someone to change them. That kind of totally changed my worldview about what art is and why I did it and why anyone does it. Um, and that's when I started, you know, being more into the producer role and, and seeing a crowd of people getting as much joy as performing as just seeing a crowd of people watching a show. A lot of gesturing going on with Jamie right now. Well, I gestured. I, I, was, I was gesturing a lot. I was surprised you weren't commenting on that. My hands are glued to this microphone stand. <laughs> anyway, I, I recommend those Poor books. Jorge. And that's my inspiration for now. Okay, well, I missed my spot, but thank you for the talk. I'll get go get him, spot. Tiger. <laughs> I'm going to go grab my career with my hands. Your own hands. My own hands. Uh, all right, well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So we will do that, and we will be back in a moment with a segment that we like to call Parting Shots. Hot shot, shot, shot. Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Pardo. You probably recognize me from the internet or maybe my small three-line roles on television. You're listening to The Long Shot. Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Pardo. You know what you're doing. Long Shot. Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Pardo, and what do you think of this voice I'm using? You are listening to... What? what? The Long Shot. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Pardo. I'm going to keep doing these until I'm told to stop. This is The Long Shot. Hi, this is Jim Pardo. You might know me as Jimmy. You're listening to The Long Shot. Just call myself Jim, something I haven't done in 15 years. Hi, this is Jimmy Pardo. The improv classes are four hundred dollars. I was thinking about trying groundlings, but we are back. <laughs> <laughs> and you are listening to the long shot, Amber. Thinking about trying groundlings. I didn't realize we were coming. Back. Yes, we're back. So if you see her in a class, there, you know what happened. Uh, okay, it's time for a segment of the show that we like to call parting shots. Uh-huh. Let's start today with me. Jamie caught mid-yawn as I looked at him. Uh, sorry, I'll keep it brief, Jamie. No, I was a... Stop. A non-tire-related one. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you were talking about Maurice, and you called him something before. Maurice the dance teacher or something like that. And Sounds I'm... like me. <laughs> <laughs> Typical <laughs> Amber. <laughs> You had some pejorative term for him, like Maurice the dance teacher. No, it just it reminded me, and I mentioned Maurice the pants man. Oh yes, I don't and, know what that is, but I pretend, well, like, it's I it's a it's a store that I believe only existed in Massachusetts. And this was obviously this was in the eighties when I lived in Massachusetts. I wonder if it's still there. If anybody's listening and either remembers Maurice the pants man or still goes to Maurice the pants man, I feel like this is the second time I've talked about a unique pants store on the show because we had Epstein's which was near my hometown and we were talking about world of leggings yeah world of leggings anyway I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so dismissive uh, I just miss the time I guess world of leggings sort of disproves what I'm about to say oh where there was like specialty just stores? like weird you know like just Maurice the pants man you would never find right. a store like that now and you know was it all kinds of pants did he specialize I never went I just oh. heard the ads on the radio and it was always like hey I'm Maurice the pants man come on down and get some pants you know like it was just <laughs> such fake. it was such a local commercial 
I think they do. They're coming back. Really? There's a hat store on Melrose called Gurin. Actually, they've been around since like the 19th century. Yeah, my boss gets emails from them every day. But there's also, and I went there the day after Thanksgiving because they were having a a party. Black Friday. Black Friday, but they were just serving um, uh, cider with alcohol, and it's. I, so you're drinking again, huh? Yes. <laughs> and uh, but then down the street there's a shoe store I'd never been in. And they're serving alcohol, champagne, and their shoes are like 400 bucks. I'm not getting them. But these stores, I think they're become these craft boutiques well, that are Mel making Rose about the experience. Melrose is a very, its own thing. Melrose is not indicative of the world at large. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think that's true. There's a lot of weird stores like that on Melrose. World of Leggings is on Melrose. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect example. But I guess I just missed that time when everything was so weird and quirky and right. unique and different. I mean, another place in Nourishal that existed when we were kids was a place called Paul's Record Hut. Whoa. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, why is Paul's, why, 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 why is, is it a hut? A hut? Yeah. You know, I um, love that. but we used to go there all the time when we had money to buy records. It was the coolest place. Right. And then, of course, thing? there was not a tiki theme. <laughs> um, there was a tugboat theme, interestingly. <laughs> It was a hut on a tugboat, um, but you know, it just something like that doesn't exist anymore. There's a place in, um, I think Arcadia or Rosemead or something called Clearman's Village, and we used to go there as a kid. But there's two restaurants on it uh, with fake snow roof. I know what you're talking Clearman, about. Like the the main restaurant, um, it, the Northwoods Inn. It feels like it's a log cabin. You know, peanut shells on the ground. Perfect lighting. And then on, there's also a tug. I think it's a tugboat-themed restaurant. Do you think that's where you were inspired? Well, those for sure. Not directly, but as inspirations in my life. But um, there's a tugboat-themed restaurant, but also very tugboaty and nautical themed. I didn't themed. know that tugboat was a theme of things. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I don't think it actually is, except for this restaurant and this comedy show. I'm sorry, but... No, I, that's, all, that's all I had to say. I mean, everything yeah. is like... Starbucks and, uh, you know, Target. fast food and Target and Walmart. Well, my mom always talks about when she was a kid and she would go like to the baker to get bread. She'd mm-hmm. go to the fish guy to get fish. She'd go to the, you know. How come the fish guy doesn't get a name? I think he, yeah, fishmonger. Yeah, monger. Or okay. is that the guy who gets fish? No, it's a fisherman. Oh, speaking of. What about a whoremonger? <laughs> they are, I'm right they get here. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a movie I just watched on Netflix called uh, did I talk about this? Jiro, Jiro loves sushi. Oh, yeah. Or Jiro makes sushi. Dreams of sushi. That's an inspirational movie that you guys should watch on Netflix. But about it's about the art of making like the perfect sushi. And this guy charges like 400 bucks just to have one meal at this place. And people pay for it because it's the art of it. It's no different than comedy or anything else. Definitely watch that. Okay. Wait, We're going backwards now. Real but, quick. Yeah. About that specialty thing, there's something really romantic and sweet about, you know, you go to the baker to get bread and and he's going to be really good at what he does. But it also does sound exhausting. Like, it's tough for me to just to take get, so many trips, get to the supermarket, yeah. never mind go to seven different stores. Right. I, I know so. what you're saying, but I don't know. Uh, there's something about it that appeals to me. I, oh, for I, sure. I, I'm, I like both of it. I All like right. the idea of having like a basket <clears throat> and like a baguette coming out of it. And those boxes. Well, you wanted to be French. That's. I would love to yeah. be French. And living in Mexico. And living in Mexico. Uh, all right, Amber, what is your parting shot? My parting shot is uh, on the drive here, I picked up Jamie from work. Um, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you are so strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because that was really... <laughs> That should have been a hello, 
but gonna, Alex did a weird bird well, sound. Were, and it sounded like you were falling off a cliff at the same time. <laughs> In a very relaxed <laughs> way. <laughs> um, I picked up Jamie on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> I realize we've we've come like full circle in our relationship, Jamie, because when we first started the podcast, I was Carlos and you would take me home from the podcast very often and we would have pep talks where I was like getting you through the day mm. and on the drive here. I was very much like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I was driving him and he was like giving me inspirational talks. So like I had a moment where I was like out of my body being mm -hmm. like this is hysterical that yeah. we just like swapped i wish i had a car <laughs> <laughs> i like, like being friends switch. with you too jamie <laughs> <laughs> i guess inspiration comes from lack of car stop talking about inspiration we're done with that oh, sorry, why sorry. do you not have a car oh i so you know you don't i have sold to pay it for it yeah so i don't have to pay for it but it's finally and reached that point like where i need a one. block away from your house right but now that I kind of want to really start dating again and, you know, I need a car. Yeah. I have to get rides. Like my parents picked me up yesterday to go to my nephew's birthday party in Pasadena. That's so cute. It's <laughs> actually not cute. I didn't think about it, but. You had to sit in the back seat. Sat in the back seat. Got into politics. Well, that's a whole <laughs> other story. Yikes. Uh, so, Jamie, parting shot. Well, I was going to say my parting shot is, as predicted, every year. I didn't drink for two months heading Ask into November. And then birthday comes and Halloween comes. and Drink Vember. Drink Vember. Halloween is not in November. Well, it's the end of October. Oh, okay. But that Sorry, was... That was it just point. barely misses being in November. <laughs> it might as well be in November. <laughs> but I realized... Day is basically <clears throat> November. You can tell when I've been drinking based on the number, how often I'm at the canters. And in like the last two weeks, it's like... Canter, canter, I'm, canter, like, canter. There's like... I came up with something. I forgot. It was like the... I'm on a three canter week or something. That's like. What do you do? You go there late night after you've been drinking? Been drinking at the club and do then. Do you eat sandwiches? We'll eat like without even thinking like a 14 fucking dollar veggie Reuben. It's not even that great. And you will. <laughs> <laughs> Glowing price for canter. I love canters. I love, love canters. It's one of my favorite places. But you'll do this with a young comic so you can impart wisdom to them. It And sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes it can be other people. Sure. But um okay, <laughs> I wanna actually <laughs> I forgot, I just remembered, but um <laughs> last week the person that wanted me to go to Pop Physique wanted me to go again. And I was I was like, I'm back, I'm gonna start going to Pop Physique. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it enough and I felt so good. I was sore, next... but like the next three days I was like, that's how like I feel like Because you are like use every muscle and yeah. And so we made plans to go again. And it was supposed to be last Wednesday. And on Tuesday night, I had, had a couple of drinks. It was my friend's birthday. And so I just did made that call. I called my friend and was like, look, I know we have plans tomorrow. I already see where this night is headed. Wait, a full 24 hours later, you couldn't get to a workout class? No, it was like 10 o'clock and I was supposed to wake up like at Oh, in the morning. Eight, I morning. forget that people do things in the morning. I have a job. <laughs> um, and so I called this person ahead of time. Like, I'm sorry. I love you. We'll do it like later this week or next week. And, and they're like, who is this person, by the way? And you're like, they're like, you're taking this relationship too fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's just one of my oldest friends. I don't want to say more than that, but it's someone I know very well. Um, Does this person not want to know that they. This they person doesn't even physique? listen to the podcast, but I just like 
what I'm about to read and share is like oh, okay. personal. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I just wanted to share what happened the next morning. And by the way, like, you know, it was out late as I predicted. And then Eden just Rubens. Eden Rubens, probably in bed by 3.30 or 4. It was 4. a four-canter night. It was a four-canter <laughs> night. Oof. Um, okay, so then, okay, at, at 8.59 the next morning, I've probably been asleep for three hours. And I guess this, I'm taking my trash out and coming to knock on your door because I'm dragging you to pop. Enough with your excuses. You want to make a change? Now is the moment. And um, <laughs> I wrote back. And I'm so pissed already. Like, no, 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 no. I think anyone that's ever drinking much of anything just would, as even if they really wanted them to go, would understand this yeah. person's not in any shape. And I wrote, this is a positivity ambush after a preemptive truce. And she wrote back. Or he. No, it doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> it was a girl. It has Let's, to be a girl. Okay. Boys don't go to pop physique by themselves. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. Okay. She wrote, let's go. Leaving in 25 minutes. You'll be so happy after. Things are getting ugly, Jamie. It's time for growth change and muscles. And I wrote back, I'll puke on you. And then... She wrote back, I don't know if there's anybody else in your life who's going to force you to wake up literally and figuratively and do this. We'll all get over the puke. It'll be okay. It'll bring us closer. Get up and get dressed. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I wrote back, not going to happen today, but I appreciate it. She wrote, sigh. Jamie, you're 37. You have no car. You have no money. You fall in and out of, quote, sobriety. You want to get in shape, but you don't do it. What's it going to take? And I wrote back, a string of texts making me feel bad about my life? <laughs> Which I thought was a good answer. Yes. She wrote back, be in my car in 20, and yeah, that's what it took. Don't be in my car in 20, and I have no idea. And I'm just getting madder and madder because I'm like, I just want to be sleeping. Okay. She wrote back, I truly appreciate this effort, but there are more tactful ways to stage an intervention. We can talk later, but I'm not going to pop physique after a super late night. I feel like, though, in her defense, interventions are, by definition, not tactful. Well, that whole line, though, like everything should be tactful. I think there's no, never a reason anyone shouldn't be tactful. Um, and what really got me was like the 37 and you don't have a car. And I'm not complaining about these things. It's by choice. Right. I, I, I understand if someone's concerned about me, but that right. should be a, a conversation. Well, the line that got me that stuck out was like, things are getting ugly. What, that's what I mean. What I don't did know. What that mean? The whole thing just is so judgmental to me. Like, and that's why I don't appreciate it. Because I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm happy right now. I understand. I go through my phases. And I, I, you know, and also like I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt at the top because look, I know what you're trying to do. I appreciate you as a friend looking out for me. It's coming from love. It's coming from, but then at a certain point I feel it's not coming from love. It's coming from, you just want someone to be there. And I don't know, the judgments would really get, gets me. Like, who are you to judge? Have you, know, you talked since? No. Oh shit. No. Oh shit. I mean, well, it ended with her. She went out of town and. I re I le legitimately thought this was a story about her like sassing you and then you got up and you guys went to the workout class and like everything was great and don't I have this wonderful friend who kicks me in the butt so like I don't know how to react. Right well, this now. is one of my <laughs> one of my closest friends forever and we've we've had lots of ups and downs and we go through stuff and but um yeah that whole thing. Whoa. I just think I, I don't know that people should know if someone called you ahead of time. And they've probably been drinking. I don't know. Maybe just leave that alone. <laughs> well, I, I get the impulse of like, I'm sure there's been a discussion probably more than once of like, well, I got to do something. I'm out of shape. I need to lose weight. I blah, blah, blah. And then this person's like, okay, well, let's do this. And you're like, this is great. I love it. I want to do it again. And they're like, okay, let's do it this time. And you're like, okay. 
And then you're like, actually, I'm not going to do it this time. And they're like, and in their head, they're like, oh, I can make him do this. Right. And then they go, nope, you're getting up and you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. That's the end of it. Right. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah, right. I, I appreciate the on. effort, but I'm not, I'm just not going to exactly. do it. That's what um, I was trying to convey. It's like, I honestly, I, I, I appreciate it. But also I think it's like two days before, like I'm not, do not go out drinking the night before. Or having that conversation the next day, like I was kind of disappointed, you know, we had made a plan. Right. That's totally fair to me too. And you know, I wasn't totally happy about that. I should have just, all right, I, I can't, I can't do it tonight because I have plans tomorrow to do this thing. I'm working on a science experiment. That All that said though, I, I watched the fucking tugboat tape and I was like, Jesus, things are getting ugly indeed. I, I just got to get my shit together, but I'm happy, you know, like I think that's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy. Things are getting ugly, but I'm happy. <laughs> you stuck the landing back. Things um, are getting ugly. Like, yeah. It, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I did gotta... like that you called her out, though, that you said a string of texts making me feel bad about yeah. myself because it just got obnoxious at a certain yeah. point. Um, I mean, it's not like you don't know that you're 37 and don't have a car and, you know, aren't, you know. A superhero. Well, and also those things in no way have anything to do with going to a workout class. No. I think it's an overall judgment of lifestyle and probably, you know, things that you have said where you're like, I want to change this thing about myself. And Because, uh, again, has that happened more than one time with this person where you... were going to go to a workout thing in the morning and then you'd have to cancel like the night before? No. Because I could almost see it if I have someone who, like, we make plans to do something like that and hold each other accountable and, like, time after time after time, the night before, hey, I'm drinking, I can't do it. I think I could see, like, getting to a boiling point where, like, hey, like... What's going on? This either... But also then you have a discussion with that person. Right. You don't don't text them and say... At 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm coming over, get up. No, get up. I'm coming over. No, get up. Oh, they have the puke on you. Like, I'm not in any condition... I'm not paying 20 bucks for a class where I'm going to puke in front of a bunch of six foot tall Amazon women <laughs> wearing stretchy pants. I, and also the then we'll or deal leggings. with the puke together and it'll bring us closer. All right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And you're not the one puking. Right. It's not you that's going to so be embarrassed. So what do you think is going to happen that? with this relationship? Oh, we'll be fine. I mean, we get in fights all the time. And she's a good person, but she just there's a lack of social etiquette sometimes. And you're happy. And I'm fucking happy, guys. Nobody's perfect. Folks, this has been The Long Shot. I think that about wraps it up. Was that a long one or a short one? I think it was long. Definitely long. (laughs) We talked about the dance class for like six hours. (laughs) Uh, Well, follow us on Twitter at Longshot Podcast. Go to our website, thelongshotpodcast.com. You can donate there. Can you buy t-shirts at this point? Christmas is coming. Probably not. The goose is getting fat. Please to put a penny in the old man's hat. We're really going to get our act together in 2014. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> You're 37. You don't have a car. <laughs> I'm going to puke on you. All right. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Landed <laughs> <laughs> well, that one well. <laughs> Jamie, stop grabbing my I dick. I can't believe that. Jamie's the one inspiring me to be a better person, and he's getting texts. That are saying the opposite. What?
Run, dude. <laughs> 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 I mean, might as well take it to clean two hours. I think we did. At least we don't have two more episodes to do. There'll be 10 minutes, right? <laughs> Recording. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, yeah. join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, iTunes. And we are proud members of the All Things Comedy Network, yeah. allthingscomedy.com. We love you. Yeah.